0: We're standing in his presence on holy ground. Scripture said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We have the freedom to worship God today in his house. And I just thank God. I give all my respect to Pastor uh, Bonnie Rice. Uh, She's at home. I know she's just itching to get out. She's one you can't keep down, is she (laughs) told? She's just going nuts right now. I just know it. So we just pray, God, just give her patience. Yes, for patience, So oh, Now he'll try her, won't he? <laughs> Sorry, <buddy. laughs> Pastor. Anyway, I, I want to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to read three verses from there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24. You know, sometimes, the, well, sometimes, all the times, when the Lord gives us something to preach... It's pretty exciting when you when you're receiving it, you know, and uh, I'm still excited about it because I couldn't think of this stuff on my own. You know, (laughs) I know it's the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 24. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the father, when he shall have put down all rule, all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. Jesus has all rule and all authority and all power. And when he gets back to the kingdom of God, he says he's going to give it all back to the Lord, all back to the Father. The last enemy is said to be destroyed or defeated is death. Death is going to be destroyed. We know he's already overcome death because he rose on the third day and he walked out of that grave. He overcame death then. That the last thing to be destroyed is death. I know that we get buried here and I think we're, we're dead here and we're placed in the ground, but one day Jesus is coming and we're going to come up out of that ground. If you don't believe me, it's in the Bible. It says that the graves will open up and give up the bodies. I said, you don't want to be in a cemetery when Jesus comes. Dirt's going to be flying. You know, the dirt's flying now because the devil's throwing dirt at us, but we just, can just wipe him out, right? It says, uh, I'm going to be preaching a little bit today about uh, 401k. How many knows what a 401k is? You know what a 401k? Don't be surprised if I shed this coat pretty quick. I get warm. <laughs> Romans 6.23 said, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're building a 401k today, and I always look forward to the time of retirement when I was working. And uh, I had a retirement, plus I was able to build a 401k. But what are we building in this world, in this life? What kind of 401k are we building today as far as a spiritual man is concerned? It said, for the wages of sin is death. I, I, I pictured this with every sin, with every idle word that we use. It's like putting a dollar into a 401k of the devil. We just keep building his his kingdom. Now, when I was walking in sin, I was walking in death, basically, because the wages of sin is death, and I don't want to die that kind of death. I want to retire in heaven. I'm sure that we all look forward to a retirement, right? Wendy just retired, and she's having a good old time. I've been retired for. I don't know, like 17 years. So thank God he's blessed me that long, you know, reaping the benefits of our labor. I'm sure that we look forward to retirement. You have you have to invest, though, into a retirement. You have to invest into what you believe in. And it's wise to save money. Heard a man say one time that first 10 percent that you make that you should give to God. And that's scriptural. You should pay your tithe to God, your first fruits, it says. And then uh, this man said, the second 10% you ought to put away for yourself. This is building a retirement, building, you know, a, a nest egg, as they used to call it. And then live off the 80%. And and I thought that was pretty wise. I just grabbed a hold of that. And Through sin, a retirement of death is being created. Through sin, a retirement of death is being created. This means that uh, being separated from God for an eternity. Did you know that hell is eternal? Yes. And that heaven is eternal. Yes. And we're going to spend in one of those places. Yes. We're going to retire, so to say, to go with the sermon, retire in one of those places. So what are you investing in today? What kingdom are you investing in? Are we investing in the kingdom of God? Or are we investing in the kingdom of Satan? And we know where that's at. John 14, 12, this, uh, God tells us that, this is not what he wants for us is to retire in a devil's hell, a lake of fire. Then the Bible said he didn't create it for us. He created it for the devil and the fallen angels. John fourteen two he says, In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. So it shows you that God wants you to retire with him. He don't want us to go the other direction. Uh, with every sin that is done, it's like putting another dollar, like I said, into the 401k of Satan. That retirement place was created for him, not for us. And that's in the Scriptures. Jesus talks about it all the time throughout the Scriptures. God said, it's time to bankrupt Satan. Right. And when he told me that, and I'm sitting on my desk, I got excited. I said, I'm ready. How are we going to do it? Let's do it. What are we going to do? What you got to do is quit putting into his 401k. Yeah. If we couldn't put into his 401k, then he's not going to have anything. So we don't want to put into his 401k. We want to put into a spiritual 401k, into God's kingdom. Uh, oh, I, I wrote this down. This might not be so cool, but that retirement place was created for him and his wimpy, hoodwinked angels that believed his lies. And that's what he's trying to get to do to us today—is believe his lies. It says that the, he is the fa- he is a liar, and he's the father of lies, and I also put the father of liars. I don't like somebody that lies, because there's a place for all liars, and that's in the king in the lake of fire. I want to uh, have a little insert. I write on all kinds of things while you're studying, and I and I. Somebody sent me a message on Messenger, a lady friend that from another church sent me a message. And this is what the devil would want to tell you to do. This is very important to tell you to do. Instead of being like God, he says, you just be you. Just be you. This is this is a counterfeit to God's be holy as I am holy. If we're just being and not being like God, then we can't be like God. But he wants us to be holy even as he is holy. He he says, I don't, I put this, I don't want to be me. I stand with the Apostle Paul who said this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Hallelujah. And he lives in me today. I got, that's when I stood up on my desk and began to shout. The Holy Spirit's inside me. The very presence of God is inside of me. And, and, who am I that he would even be mindful of me? The man said it says in the scripture who is man that he would even be mindful of us. Who was I? What did I have to offer God? I felt I didn't have anything to offer him. But he says, well, look at us now. Yeah. Amen. He says, you got a lot to offer. He told me, he says, finally, brethren, Paul said, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report and any virtue, if there be any praise, he said to think on these things. So when the devil comes at you and tries to throw a lie at you, you just all you need to do is start quit, uh, quoting the gifts of the of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, love, peace, joy. Drive him nuts, right? He tries to drive us nuts. Let's drive him nuts. Let's use the word of God against him. We need to be mindful of our thoughts and we need to be mindful of our words. The scripture tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. So think about what you're going to say. Let uh, God guard your mouth and and help you if you'll just slow down a little bit. I have to slow down sometimes. I got to back away and just slow down. I was once a sinner, but Jesus saved me and filled me of the Holy Ghost. He's empowered me. To do what I'm doing right now. To be a witness and an overcomer in and against the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Right? I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. So throw the dirt in the devil's face. To prove to him that you're you're passing through, tell him, say, get thee behind me, Satan. Because I'm way ahead of you. And Jesus is right ahead of me. You know, he's the one that told me to follow him. I don't want to follow you. I'm following him. God created heaven and earth for his pleasure. He created mankind for his pleasure. You and me he created for his pleasure. God takes pleasure in us. I thought that he loved me so much that he invested the kingdom of God in me. He put his son on the cross to invest him into my life. So that I could be set free. So why should we not invest in Him? I mean, He's put it within us to invest in Him. I have the Son, Jesus Christ, in me. The Word of God is in my heart. That's the seed, it says, that the, when it talks about the planting, that the seed is the Word of God. And if we'll put that in people's heart and pray over it, pray after you uh, witness somebody and you walk away from them, pray, God... That that seed takes hold. And that it begins to grow in their heart. And that they begin to understand the word. Like we heard in Sunday school. That he gives us understanding so that we'll know what, what he says to us. And then Paul said this. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He wants us to walk in the Spirit. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope. Of righteousness by faith. He also says to walk by faith and not by sight. We always think that we got to see things and be in control. But I know that the moment I knelt at the at the altar and I asked Jesus, forgive me of my sins, that I no longer had control. And how I knew that is because when I kneeled there, if you haven't experienced this, when I kneeled there, not only did He save me, but He filled me with the Holy Ghost. with the evidence... Of speaking in tongues. Now, I was a little bit afraid. I didn't know what was going on. And this is coming out of my mouth and I couldn't stop it. Tell you the truth, I didn't want to stop it. The, the power of God feels so good in your life that you just don't want to let go. You want to hang on to it. Everything we do, let's do unto the Lord. Let's invest in the kingdom of God. Everything we do should glorify God. So think about that what you're doing that we want to glorify him. How we react to a situation determines how we invest our actions. Are we, which kingdom are we investing in? We can get upset, shake your fists at that driver next to you that just cut you off. I was teaching Sunday school one time and and uh, I stood up and I said at the end that God had taken nine or eighty five percent. Of my anger out of me. Yeah, bless God, this little old lady had to lift her hand. I guess she wasn't old, but she lifted her hand. And she said, I said, yeah. And she says, what's the other 15 percent? I told her, well, I still got to drive, you know. So I don't know what else to say. I just had to come out. i still have to drive. But why do we get angry when I'm driving? I think about this. I thought, Lord, where am I going? I'm retired. Why am I in a hurry? Why am I telling them to get out of my way? Pull over and talk to on that cell phone over there. Get off the road, because you're, you're, they're going like this, and then they slow down. Then when you start to go around, they speed back up. They laid their phone down. It's crazy. There will be speed bumps and maybe a few hurdles along the way. Jesus calls them trials and tribulations or temptations. I did something crazy one year. Somebody agrees with me. That was kind of a laughing amen. I heard it. I went to uh, Ames and I ran in the Summer Olympics that they have up there. But I was almost 40 years old. And I signed up to run the 400-meter hurdles. I ran the hurdles in high school. But then my wife looked at me and says, what were you thinking? I says, well, I'm thinking I'm going to win. She said, well, I just heard on the news that they don't have low hurdles for guys anymore. They're high hurdles. I said, oh, Lord, challenge just got tougher. So I went ahead and went on up there because I had signed up. Got in this race, and I was racing in a guy that actually would win the decathlon and stuff. And so we started out, and I did all right for the first three or four hurdles. But I got to this last hurdle, and this is going to tie into the sermon. As I jumped over this hurdle, and I knocked the hurdle over, and I fell to the ground on my hands and knees. Here comes this lady out there. You want me to help you off the track? I looked at her and said, no, I'm going to finish. Well, there's a point to that. I'm going to finish. I think she's running the race with me because I ran to the next hurdle. I jumped, knocked it down, went down on one hand and one knee. Lord behold, there she was again. She says, you want me to help you off the track? Are you ready to quit? And I said, no, I'm not going to quit. I came here to finish. I'm going to finish no matter what it takes. So I got up and I knocked the last hurdle over. Thank God, it looked like it was six feet tall by the time I got to it. Knocked it over, but I didn't fall down. And I had pulled a a muscle in my thigh because it was like 35 degrees and we're doing this. I agree with my wife. Now, what in the world were you thinking? (laughs) But I ran on down and I crossed over the finish line, of course, in last place. And, And somebody asked me, so what place did you get? And I said, five. I got fifth place. Fifth place? Yeah, three guys dropped out. So I would have had eight. But you know what happened when I crossed that finish line? That everybody in the bleachers over here stood up and were screaming, yeah, and clapping and stuff. And I thought, don't you know, I just came in last? But they were doing it because I took the the, uh, to go and finish. See, and I thought about this as in our walk. And there's times that we stumble and times that we crumble that the devil's right there, says, "Hey, you want me to help you off the track, huh? You want? You, are you ready to quit?" But how many look at him and said, "No, I'm not quitting. I'm going to finish. I started this race. I'm going to finish the race. And that's what I determined in my heart when I was up there. I'm going to finish this race no matter what, no matter how it looks, and I'm running across limping, and that." And my, and my wife and one of my daughters is under a blanket because it was raining, misting of all things. And they're laughing theirself to death, you know. But bless my little girl, she was crying because dad fell down. But my wife and those daughter were laughing theirself sick, you know. But I said, that's okay. 1 Corinthians 9.24, Paul said, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize? But the race that we're in, a spiritual race, we're all going to receive the prize. We're all going to get that prize. So he said, run that you may obtain that prize. Don't give up. No matter what the devil tries, don't give up. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, he says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Hallelujah. I finished my course. So, uh, and I have kept the faith. You gotta keep the faith. Henceforth is there laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Uh, I gotta get these pages apart. Are you kidding me? Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Are you looking for Jesus to come? Are you waiting? He said, pray with uh, great expectation that he's coming. If he said it in his word. See, I believe that everything that's written in here is true and going to come to pass. He said he's coming to get us. He's coming to get us. I mentioned earlier, he said, I'm preparing a place for you. He said, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you that. So he's not a man that he should lie. So he tells us the truth and the truth will set us free. It did me. set me free. I remember what that man preached that day. He was pointing right at me. Out of 500 people, he's pointing at me. That's the way I looked at it. And he said, all of you have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I'm not about to let anything bring me short of the glory of the kingdom. I'm going to make it there. I'm going to fight with all that's in me to get there. The devil's in for a fight. Let him know he's in for a fight. Tell you, I once knew you. I once was eliminated from God. But now I'm a child of the Most High God. He lives inside of me. I'm a temple of God. I'm a temple of the Holy Ghost. He dwells in me. He paid a price for me. He paid the price. The devil didn't pay the price. Jesus paid the price for my life. And so I want to invest in Him. Whose kingdom are you investing in? Think about that. Who are who are you investing in? What kingdom are you investing in? For he that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. It's talking about two dwelling places, right? Two investments that we're making in life. Which one are you going to take? I like what Joshua said. He said, this day, me and my house will serve the Lord. This day, we got to determine what we're going to do. We've got to make up our mind and let the enemy know you don't belong to him. And he doesn't belong to me. So he needs to get going. He said he gives us the strength of the power the authority to rebuke him. And he's got to flee from us. Do you see what's inside of you? If you'll just let it out, if you'll unleash it the authority that's in you, that you can tell the devil to get lost. Tell him he's not as bad as his bark. You know? And if he bites you, you're going to bite him back with the Word of God. You can stop him in his tracks with the Word of God. So when he comes, I know we'll start out for a moment. What was me? What was me? What am I going to do? Oh, wait a minute. The Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The Bible says when the devil comes at me like a standard, that the Spirit of God will raise a, or, uh like a flood. The Spirit of God will raise up a standard before him. So he'll stop him. Put up a wall that he can't get over. You can invest into a heavenly 401k. A retiring places, the new Jerusalem, the kingdom of God. That's what I'm investing in. That's what I want. He sent the Holy Ghost to us. He changed my life and made me a temple of God and a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm a child of the Most High God. Can you say that with me? I'm a child of the Most High God. Grab a hold of that and hang on to that and believe it. Because you are if you've given your life to Him. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Don't be any different in here than you are outside. You should always be the same. I've had a cousin told me one time, she said, I've been watching you for 15 years. I said, oh, how disappointing. (laughs) I says, well, what would you find out? And she says, I found out that you never change. And then they came and got saved and came to church for about a year. And then the old devil throws a wedge in there and they quit coming to church. Because of something that the devil will throw in. Now I've could have I, I could have done that a few times. I've been at different churches and circumstances come up, but I don't leave on a bad note. I go in and tell the pastor I love you, I appreciate you. But as I think God's moving me on. God's spirit is telling me it's time to go. And I've had to do that and 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 that's a sad thing when you have to do that. Especially if you love your church and that. I said, oh, Lord, please never tell me to leave here. We have such a good spirit here. Sister, we're at commerce. Amen. I like that testimony. We're at commerce. I'm going nowhere. I'm going everywhere. I'm going in in the grace of God, right? So let us today, this is very important, unleash the authority of our life into God's hands. If you will do that, God will fight for you. He said the battle's not yours, it's mine. So you know there's a battle that's going to happen. But if we stand on the solid rock which the gates of hell cannot prevail against, then He can't prevail against us. Because we're standing on that solid rock, Jesus Christ. And He's building His church on that solid rock. You know, I, I, look at us, he calls us lively stones in the, in Peter. Lively stones. So he's placing the stones together, building his church. That's you and me. I preached a sermon one time where I had everybody come up and stand shoulder to shoulder. I said, see, we're stones in place. God has placed us. And he's building his church. The church is the born again believers. It's not this building. It's the born again believers. If you're born again, you're a child of God, you are a stone of that church. And so, a stone is solid, a stone is strong. So why did we let the devil push us around? The stone they rolled in front of the grave was a heavy stone. took several soldiers to roll it there. took only one angel to move it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! With the power of God, that angel moved that stone. And then he sat on top of it. Just to let them guys know who moved it, right? Said they all fell down as though they were dead, all the guards. Yep. So let us unleash the authority of our life into the hands of God. I've learned one thing in Christian life. It is that holiness is not the way to Christ, but that Christ is the way to holiness. So don't worry about it if the devil's fighting and trying to come against you. Just tell him, I'm in this race to finish. I'm in this race to win. And if you finish, you win. I helped with the track team once and they says, well, we lost. And I goes, did you do your best? Did you do your best? Did you give your best? And they said, yeah. And I said, then you've won. You don't have to cross over and get first place. If you finish, you win. I always wondered about that scripture where he says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. So we must endure to the end. Tell the devil you're going to finish next time he attacks you. No, I am finishing this race because I'm running with Jesus. Right? It's not a relay. We're running together. And if you fall, he'll help you back up. And he'll stay with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll always be there with you. I've seen a marathon where uh, this gal was getting ready to cross the finish line to win. And somebody about 20 yards behind her, the lady fell down. And her leg was hurting her. This lady stopped, went back, and picked her up. By that time, somebody passed them. And she walked across the finish line with that other lady. I thought, wow, now there's a winner. There's a winner, but she didn't get first. It doesn't matter. She's a winner. She helped that other lady. She showed the love of God. I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but she showed the love of God. Really. She knows it or not. So if, if you're tired or sick and tired of being tired, if you're tired of the burdens of the devil that he's placing on you, that we can come up together and we can pray and we can get rid of those in Jesus' name. Well, what I want you to do is take the authority of your life and place it in God's hands. That's what we got to do today. And then know that that's where you dwell in the hands of God. That you can't give up. We've got to use the Word as a guide. We've got to use this as a weapon against the enemy. He said the sword of the Spirit. It cuts. Let's cut him up with it. Tell him, I'm a child of God. I'm saved. I'm born again. And Jesus said he's created a place for me. Now he's coming back to get me. I taunt him sometimes. But where are you going? Huh? I know where you're going. Revelation 20 and 10 tells me where you're going. That you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. And I'm not going with you. I'm hanging on to Jesus, right? I'm holding on to the nail scarred hand. And he said, I will take you into the kingdom of God. Praise God. That's what's going to happen. If you're facing any burdens or anything, I want you to come down right now. Okay, just come down and I'm going to pray and we're going to unleash authority of our life into God's hands.